Welcome today on Broadway for Tuesday, February 26, 2019. I'm Broadway World's Matt Tamanini. And I am Broadway star's James Marino. James, um, uh, I got nothing here. Uh, do you have anything? Uh, normally I've got something to banter about at the beginning. I, I, I've really got nothing. Anything exciting happening in your neck of the woods? So I came up with a plan for, uh, for the Tony Awards. No host? No. No, better than better than no host. Um, I'm thinking maybe we should have uh, Bradley Cooper and Gaga sing some songs. Uh, because, you know, the, the Academy Awards uh, ratings have increased uh, 14%. Oh, was it that much? Earlier today I saw about 5%. So that's, uh, that's interesting that it was up that much. Yeah, yeah. And I think that, uh, you know... Everybody's very excited about Gaga and uh, Bradley. Yeah. All right. I guess so. I It didn't do a whole lot for me, but we'll talk about that, I guess. All right. You know, just you know, throwing it out there, spitballing, you know, you know, if it. Yeah. I just, uh, you know, uh, no, I like the idea because it definitely will work. I just, you know, uh, I haven't seen the movie. I just it's sad and I just I don't need that. Um, but I watched the performance and it was fine i mean a bunch of people were talking about how that insane chemistry at the end it was i mean it was whatever i mean it was fine i mean I, I i didn't dislike it it just was it wasn't earth-shaking or maybe i have to see the movie for it to shake my earth okay so first up in the news why don't we have an academy awards recap all right, James, as we talked about yesterday, we were recording in the middle of the Academy Awards. So uh, we're going to go through these things real quick. There wasn't a ton of theater-related stuff in there, but I do just want to give you an update because if you're a theater person and maybe you just don't watch a lot of movies, it's still good to know what's going on in that major entertainment, I don't know, uh, fixture that is the Academy Awards. If you hadn't heard Green Book, one best picture, which was not only a surprise, but was offensive to many people. Um, I haven't seen it, but it really angered many, many people. Um, I will link to an article in the show notes uh, to kind of explain that. Uh, best director was Alfonso Cuaron from uh, the film Roma, which is available on Netflix. Best actress is a theater co uh, connection, a not a, a tremendous British theater person, but someone that's done her fair share of work in London. That's Olivia Coleman. She won Best Actress for The Favorite. Rami Malek, uh, the star of TV's Mr. Robot, he won Best Actor for playing Freddie Mercury in Bohemian Rhapsody, something else that angered many people. One thing that did not have any controversy is the fact that Regina King won the uh, Best Supporting Actress Academy Award for If Beale Street Could Talk. She now has, I believe, three Emmys and uh, an Oscar. So I think we need to get her on Broadway and get her that T for the EGOT. Uh, Mahershala Ali won his second Best Supporting Actor uh, Academy Award for Green Book. And then if you go through Spike Lee, uh, as well as his co-writers, won the Oscar for Best Adapted Screenplay. That was one of the funniest moments. His longtime friend Samuel L. Jackson, along with uh, Academy Award winner Brie Larson, they presented that award. And when Spike Lee got up on stage, I love me some Spike Lee. Spike Lee jumped up, put his arms and legs around Samuel L. Jackson. Uh, so that was a ton of fun. 
Um, there were some other things in there that um, were, were interesting. Um, a ton of production design type thing wins for um, Black Panther, a bunch of editing things for Bohemian Rhapsody, which boggled most people's minds. Um, the best original song did go to Shallow from A Star Is Born. So Lady Gaga did become an Oscar winner last night, even though she did not win in the acting category. Um Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, which is not part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, uh, but is part of the Sony offshoot of Spider-Man. That one for best animated feature. Um, that's really the, the, the thing, James. Without any hosts, there wasn't a ton uh, of, of bits or anything. The really only other things that were really um, entertaining from it were the best song performances. Adam Lambert, not singing one of the best songs, but he opened the show with the remaining members of Queen doing a little bit of a, of a couple songs. Then you mentioned Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga performing Shallow. Um, Bette Midler performed one of the songs from uh, Mary Poppins Returns. Jennifer Hudson sang a song from the uh, Notorious RBG documentary. Um, so there was a ton of those performances. We'll have links to all of those. Um, another thing that was of note, it didn't happen at the Oscars, but it happened in the commercials of the Oscars. We got a new look at um, a, a new commercial for Fosse Verdon coming up on FX later this spring. And in it, we got our first look of uh, Ethan Slater as uh, Joel Gray as the MC in Cabaret. We also saw Kelly Barrett in there as Sally Bowles or as I guess that would have been uh, as Eliza as Sally Bowles. Um, so that was really cool. And the, the one controversial thing, James, that came out of the Oscars last night was the fact that Academy Award nominee Carol Channing was not listed in the in memoriam segment. Now, if I said this on the Broadway World message boards, people would hunt me down and, and kill me. But I don't really it doesn't really bother me all that much. Like she wasn't a film actress. I mean, she did like seven, eight films in her career, which spanned 70 years. She was a stage star. Um, and yes, she had one Academy Award nomination, I believe, for the film version of Thoroughly Modern Millie. But like if you included every person who had an Academy Award nomination, it would be the entire three hours, if not more, uh, of the broadcast. So I think it's very similar to how the, the league likes to talk about people who get the lights dimmed for them. Just having a Tony nomination or just having a Tony isn't necessarily what the, their criteria is, but it's someone who made their career for the Oscars in film and for Broadway uh, on the Broadway stage. So I, you know, it would have been nice to include her, but I, I don't think it's that big of a deal. Am I, am I wrong? You know, I, I, I don't disagree with you. I, you know, uh, Carol Channing, if uh, we asked um, before she had passed away, if we asked anybody to describe Carol Channing's career, uh, you know, I think very few people would have mentioned her film appearances. It would have been all about, you know, her stage performances and and seeing her live and in concert and Diamonds Are Our Girl's Best Friend and things like that. Dolly, I, and, yeah, yeah. Of I, I don't think they. So I agree. I agree with you there. Absolutely. All right. Well, you don't go on the Broadway World message board and say that either. Ben. No, no. I, I really, I, I try to stay as far away from the message boards as possible. I wish so, I could. Yeah. Um, so uh, we, we, I, 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 I'm really not a film person. I don't watch a lot of films. Um, and you mentioned that you hadn't seen a lot, a lot of them this year. So I'm going to turn to the listeners yeah. to say, 
if you've seen Bohemian Rhapsody, uh, will it would, would it transfer to the stage? Because in this day of uh, of so many pop stars coming to their lives coming to the stage, would Bohemian Rhapsody make a good transfer to the stage? I mean, we already have a Queen musical. Yeah, kind of. I mean, sort we of, do. Yeah. Yeah, we will rock you. It's really weird. Um, I will say that um, there's a lot of people that have issues with Bohemian Rhapsody because of the way it portrayed Freddie Mercury's sexuality and um, his AIDS diagnosis uh, and an eventual death because of it. And I, again, I haven't seen it, but I will say that Jennifer McHugh um, understands but thinks it's a little overblown. She really liked the movie um, and thought that it was the the hubbub about it was was overblown. So. Um, again, I haven't seen it, but she tends to have her finger on the pulse of those things. So that's what she told me last night. All right. And if you're a listener, uh, let us know what you think. So what do we have in last week's Broadway grosses? Well, James, overall, the grosses dipped a bit more than 2% last week, but that's to be expected coming off of the President's Day weekend, the frame before. Attendance actually inched up by a little less than 1,400 people last week. However, in total receipts, uh, the grosses slipped uh, a bit more than $648,000. Only 10 of the 29 Broadway shows saw black numbers, led unsurprisingly by Kiss Me Kate, which increased from four to seven performances, picking up more than a quarter million dollars. The show clocked in at just under 631 k last week. Uh, I don't know if that's a great number for seven performances for them or not, but we'll see how that ticks up or down in the coming weeks. Hamilton, fresh off of an Eduham week, picked up 203000 and Frozen increased 172509 bucks. Nothing else was up more than $60,021. Not only was Hamilton still the top grocer, but it also got back above $3 million after a week off, coming in at $3,150,186. Both Cursed Child and Lion King were a skosh above $2 million, followed by Mockingbird, Wicked, Frozen, Dear Evan Hansen, Aladdin, Mean Girls, Network, and The Book of Mormon, all above seven figures. Choir Boy was the lowest grocer over at MTC, but next was The Prom, dipping a bit more than 60K to come in at 47.3% of its gross potential, uh, which was $521,142. I'm still clinging to the idea that this lovely, lovely, heartwarming and hilarious show um, has enough in the reserves to hold out until Tony nominations, but it's probably going to need a miracle at this point to play past June 9th, which is the Tony day. Um, I can't imagine maybe the 16th. Maybe it'll wait to see if it somehow wins best musical, which it won't. But um, I think it's going to be uh, tough sledding to get this one through the summer. Now, James, the next show without a closing date up on the grosses ladder was The Ferryman, which dipped almost $200,000 last week following the departure of a large swath of the original cast to come in at $537,468. Now, I, I don't exactly know what to think about this, James. I understand that a good number of folks probably had wanted to see the original cast before they departed the week before, but... This new crew, led by Brian Darcy James, ain't exactly a bunch of slouches in their own right. So I'm a bit surprised by such a huge gap between the last week of the original cast, I mean, mostly original cast, and then the first week of the new cast, which has Brian Darcy James, Shuler Hensley, Emily Burgle. Like, am I wrong in thinking that I would have thought that those folks would have brought a few more people to this critically acclaimed and beloved play? 
Well, I, I think we have to keep our eye on the ball that it is February. Um, yeah. So, and that while it did uh, take a considerable change from last week, I think a lot of people wanted to see the original cast. Uh, and that it, it's the time of the year that they don't sell a lot of tickets. You know, as we get, you know, if these stay on a steady plane at this level as we get into March and April, then we have to, you know, reevaluate this and see if there's a marketing thing or or what's happening there. But I think it's really uh, important to, uh, you know, make sure that we understand that it is still February. Did you hear about the actor who dislocated his shoulder in The Ferryman? Uh, no, I did not. It wasn't the goose, was it? It wasn't the goose. It was uh, I. I can't recall the actor's name. He dislocated his shoulder in the show, uh, and continued and did the entire show and popped his own shoulder back in. Hey man, show must go on. Oh yeah. Oh, it was uh, <laughs> ooh, brutal. I, I can't even yeah. think about it. I, I think about that that Mel Gibson movie, which you know. Kind of in retrospect, makes me feel happy that he popped his shoulder out. But <laughs> yeah, well, speaking of the ferryman, it is currently on sale through July seventh, and whether or not it releases a new block of tickets to go along with what will surely be a very good and very prosperous awards season is yet to be seen. But I would imagine when this starts taking home a bunch of best play awards, that hopefully we'll see some grosses increase as well. But in addition to that, the ferryman and the prom waitress also didn't have a great week, dropping almost one hundred twenty-seven thousand dollars to come in at just 547k as i said before i think shoshana bean will bring a bit of a crowd to uh, keep things afloat during the spring but she's only going to be playing jenna for less than two months so it'll be interesting to see if they bring someone else in to help boost ticket sales this summer and finally james looking at be more chill which had that random seven performance record at the lyceum last week they actually dipped about thirty three thousand dollars last week and that's you know, $33,000 isn't a huge deal, but they actually added an eighth performance and it still only came in at $705,491. Um, I don't know if that's a product of being uh, off a holiday weekend their first week or maybe a bunch of the diehard fans showed up for the first few previews to say they were there uh, early on. Um, either way, James, I am thinking that we're going to have a rather tumultuous next six, seven months in terms of Broadway real estate. For the last few years, it's not been crazy. I mean, it's been you know, kind of slow and not a ton of things have been closing. Uh, even the the big dates around Labor Day and the first of the year, we haven't seen mass exodi. Uh, is that how the, is that the plural of exoduses? Math uh, mass, mass exodi. But uh, I I kind of getting the feeling that we're going to see some things being a little more fluid the rest of, you know, now through Labor Day just because of some of the way these longer running things are going and some of these newer shows aren't doing as well as people might have thought. So let's see if we can make this a little interesting over the next six, seven months. Yeah. Uh, in order to uh, – who is the, uh, the the Japanese woman right now that you have to uh, get rid of everything? Uh, Marie, uh, Marie Kondo. Kondo. Kondo? Yeah. yeah. Does it bring you joy? There's a lot of shows on Broadway that do not bring me joy. Well, you know, in, in in order to get new things, you have to get rid of old things. So, yeah. Yeah, my my mom always had a rule for my dad. Anytime he got a new T-shirt, he had to throw away four. So uh, that makes sense. Yeah. That's like my wife telling me to get rid of cables. You know, <laughs> I have too many wires, you know. Domains. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey. 
Don't ever bring that up. All right. What other news do we have? All right. In addition to talking about her in conjunction with her upcoming waitress gig, yesterday we learned that this coming Monday, Shoshana Bean will team up with one Jason Robert Brown to perform Second Stage's Musical Monday concert of the last five years. The concert is already sold out, but it should be amazing. Uh, and something in this press release, James, that I'd never heard before, JRB said that he first heard Sho sing back in 2001 when she auditioned for the original production of the last five years. Uh, it's insane to think of anyone other than Sherry Renee Scott playing Kathy on the cast album, or uh, I think it was Laura Kennedy who played her in Lauren. Chicago, Lauren Kennedy in Chicago. Um, but it would have really been interesting if they had cast Shoshana Bean, because that would have meant that Jamie, the, uh, the, the Jewish writer was played by Norbert Leo Butts, who was raised in a devout Catholic family. And then his Shiksa goddess was played by Bean, who is Jewish. So talking about stretching, uh, <laughs> but anyway, all right, next up yesterday, the Red Bull theater announced its cast for the upcoming production of Mac Beth. There's a space in between there. Um, it is obviously an adaptation of the Shakespearean original adapted and directed by Erica Schmidt. The show will be uh, led by Isabel Furman, Ismina Mendez, and TV and film star Anna Sophia Robb. In this production, James, seven girls meet up to do a play in an empty lot outside the city on an autumn afternoon. Using only Shakespeare's text through prophecies and smartphones, unexpected resonances emerge from Shakespeare's dark nightmare of ambition gone awry. The show is scheduled to run at the Lucille Lortel Theater from May 7th through June 2nd. And finally, yesterday, the Manhattan Association of Cabarets announced their 2019 award nominees. As previously announced, Broadway Radio friend Karen Mason will be receiving the Lifetime Achievement Award. Joe Iconis will receive the Board of Directors Award. Midnight at the Never Get, which I did a Tell Me More episode on, will receive the Show of the Year. And Ben Cameron in his Broadway sessions receives the Ruth Kurtzman Benefit Award. Some of the noteworthy nominees from a theatrical perspective include Tova Feldshu and Norm Lewis in the celebrity artist category, Linda and Laura Benanti in the major duo or group category, and the Broadway Princess Party in the special production category. Now, I don't really understand how these nominees are divided up amongst categories and what makes someone major or a celebrity. Maybe it has something to do with the size of the venue. But congratulations to all of the nominees. If you would like to see all of the categories or need some information about any of the other stories that we talked about today, please check out the show notes at broadwayradio.com. All right, Matt, why don't you get us out of here? All right, thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Matt. And my name is James Marino from BroadwayRadio.com and BroadwayStars.com. Thanks for spending some of your Tuesday with us, and Matt and I will be back and talking to you tomorrow. 